Here's your host, Alex Garrett. Ladies and gentlemen, you could have been anywhere in the world tonight, but you're here with us in New York City. Are you ready? I know I am. Hey, I'm Alex Garrett, your host for this episode and everything Alex Garrett Podcasting. And this podcast specifically focuses on topics that should be trending. And, well, you know what they say, right? Ooh, if the shoe fits, wear it. Well, that line means so much to me. Find out why next on Alex Garrett Podcasting, where we wear that shoe proudly. Well, good morning, uh, America, world, Spreaker.com, wherever you might be listening to this today. And, um... Also simulcasting this on YouTube. But uh, I've got a lot to talk about this morning. First of all, the RNC Night 1 seemed, you know, it ended up being a bit electrifying, I gotta say. I, I think the messages I got there of safety, I, I felt more, were more genuine. See, when the Democrats talked about this, and let me be honest, here on Alex Garrett Podcasting, when the Democrats say we're for law enforcement, it, 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 their actions do not show it. Their actions showed me they, uh, they had a Democratic mayor of Minnesota who pulled his troops away from that precinct. Yes, I know you want to keep lives, and, and that, but at the end of the day, Minnesota voted to completely disband their police department. I'm not sure the progress of that. I got to research that. But when they say they're for law enforcement, <clears throat> do they really show their law enforcement? For instance, uh, when when Joe Biden says this, this is about protecting neighborhoods, protecting people, everybody across the board. So the only guy that actually put in a bill to actually defund the police is Donald Trump. Now, on the outset. That sounds like a crazy Joe Biden comment, right? Well, you look back a little bit. Turns out the Democrats in the House were trying to block Trump-requested cuts to community policing programs. This was back on June 5th, 2020. The problem I have with Biden saying that is that uh, there were a couple other steps that happened after This um, this block to the Office of uh, Justice Programs, which I really in- encourage you to check out because they do so many different things for the community. You know what they do at the Office of Justice <clears throat> Programming part of the DOJ? They promote law enforcement. They reduce and prevent violent crime and public safety, including efforts to address violent crime in rural and tribal jurisdictions. They address the most uh, pressing justice system challenges, such as juvenile crime and delinquency, school safety, opioid, and stimulant abuse. They address human trafficking. And they develop the information and tools needed to understand and respond more effectively. 
Now, on the onset, when you look at what they were going to do in 2021, you would say, huh, that is interesting. uh, OJP was going to be getting, in the 2021 budget, $465.8 million less than last year. As well as uh, less than... um, $340 million from last year uh, in mandatory funding. So you could say on the onset, all right, well, that's a cut. Yeah, he's defunded the police, 12.3%, 20%. But you got to look at the rest of the story, Joe Biden, before you can say this. This is about protecting neighborhoods, protecting people, everybody across the board. So the only guy that actually put in a bill to actually defund the police... It's Donald Trump. But you got to look beyond that little bit of information. Because here's what happened on June 2nd. So this story comes out on June 5th that the Democrats are going to block, wanted to block in the House these cuts to the OJP for 2021 budget. But Bill Barr, the Attorney General, announced $400 million in grant funding through the Department Office of Community-Oriented Policing Services, known as COPS, and the COPS Hiring Program. This would be given to 596 law enforcement agencies across the nation as part of Operations Relentless Pursuit. COPS hiring program, according to the Justice Department, is a competitive award program intended to reduce crime and advance public safety through community policing. And I'm putting this link up right now on Spreaker.com for those who are interested in checking this out more. Maybe those police departments that need the funding. And by the way, Joe Biden, there was a halt of funding through this program since the spring of 28 um, due to a nationwide injunction lifted this year. So, Barr gets in there, gets that fixed, I guess, and, and they are committed to providing the police chiefs and sheriffs of our great nations with needed resources, tools, and support. This also includes Operation Legend, that four-year-old tragically killed in Kansas City. There's an operation to scoop, you know, to bring down criminal rings to this day. So before you buy in to this comment by Joe Biden. This is about protecting neighborhoods, protecting people, everybody across the board. So the only guy that actually put in a bill to actually defund the police is Donald Trump. It's almost laughable that he would try and equate. Now, yeah, you know, Trump did equate Biden to that movement, the defund the police movement. But, and you get what Biden's doing there. He wants you to believe that. But you got to do the research that, yes, there were going to be cuts to the OJP. 
But there's also all these grant programs. There are all these initiatives that the DOJ is doing right now to make sure our city is safe. But there are two big things you have to realize about the Dems and the police. Mayor de Blasio let people camp out, let vandalism happen. Lori Lightfoot. Seemingly, I mean, I really hope when the Blackhawks got home, their stuff was still there at the United Center. I kid you not. Because here's the thing. I, um, I just don't think, uh, and, and tying Trump to the defund the police movement, I would encourage Mr. Vice President Biden to look at the cities that have actually shifted resources around and truly defunded the police, like in Seattle, like in Portland, like in other places. Because when you do that, you'll see that while maybe cuts were going to be made, at the same time, these offices at the Department of Justice still were giving money out. I I mean, we're dealing with cities that aren't giving money to police departments. This Department of Justice, at least, is giving municipalities and local departments, rural departments, the money they need to succeed. So I do not believe, at the end of the day, President Trump is part of the defund the police movement. And I never will believe that. And I just throw my hands up in the air, just like I did yesterday when I heard this. This is about protecting neighborhoods, protecting people, everybody across the board. So the only guy that actually put in a bill to actually defund the police is Donald Trump. And so you can run with that, you can believe that, or you can look deeper in what the DOJ did um, that week of June when they were going to be, you know, blocked. Uh, when the House wanted to block, the House Democrats actually wanted to block the, the cuts. Well, that week, Bill Barr announces this huge, huge initiative. Operation um, Relentless Pursuit. in which they would hire 2,732. So while, and the other point is, while Democrats pull away the police from certain areas in our cities, the DOJ's pushing people back in there to truly keep our city safe. 2,700 to the tune of 2,700 more personnel in our departments. That, my friends, is nowhere near defunding the police. That is telling our cities, we've got your back day in and day out, Joe Biden. I I just didn't hear that last week from the Democrats. I really didn't hear that part. 
I did hear some points where I thought they made... I, I really did think the production was, was okay. It was actually interesting to see them go through the whole country and talk to actual small business owners and even talk to former Trump allies that said, yeah, I'm not voting for Trump. I thought that was effective. But when they did show how they wanted to support law enforcement, I just did not feel that. And I, I want to align with, uh, forget about party. I want to align with people who feel what they say when they say we need to protect the police and do what they say they want to do. I just haven't seen that from the Democratic Party at all in 2020. Uh, more so than I haven't seen in a while, to be honest with you. Now, we're going to keep going with grants because this is another important topic. Um, if you didn't know, Andrew Cuomo, our governor in New York State, was going was playing a bit of... Would you say count and mouse? I don't know. But he was trying to not agree with the president and FEMA because they didn't want to chip in the $100 extra for the $300 grant of a lost wages assistance program. Anyway, Governor Cuomo finally does and FEMA finally approves for New York getting $300 extra for unemployment um, through the lost wages assistance program. So now, what was going to be $300 a week, the state is going to give back to those unemployed $600 a week. I mean, this is huge that Cuomo and the Trump administration agree on this. I think people were worried about the $600 to $400 shift. And finally, uh, Cuomo says, okay, well, well, we'll do this. We will apply for the $300 extra now that we know the 100 is included in it, we'll chip in. We'll do this. FEMA approving it. Uh, that is the state-federal partnership I'm looking for. And you should be too. When both sides agree that, yes, New Yorkers, both sides agree any state's residents deserve more money during this trying time, in which gyms aren't even in the open in New York City still. Uh, they did open in the state. Nothing in the city yet. Hoping that changes. But just look at this idea. That once again the Cuomo administration. The Trump administration. Agree to help New Yorkers. And it it's, it's worth noting. Because I know people were starting to really freak out. That New York's. That the federal was just not going to give $600. So for this grant program to be existent, for the governor to finally not play politics, but literally apply and say, okay, we will do this. We will work in partnership with the federal government. That's what I like to see. That's what I like to see. And so, obviously, if you need to apply for unemployment, 
through the state. I'll give you that link right now. Um, and actually, the New York State Unemployment Site has, as you may have seen reported, New York State has applied for the Lost Wages Assistance Program to provide enhanced unemployment health benefits to New Yorkers. While we work to operationalize the program, please continue to certify weekly. We will provide updates on our website, on social media platforms, and directly to claimants through emails and text. Call 833-324-0366 or click this link. Again, something else I'm going to put on the page. Because look, there, there are two thought processes I have with this. Job economy is tough. Yes, although numbers keep growing. I mean, we're seeing that. But job market is tough. Let's be honest. Let's be real about this. So I'm glad that FEMA and New York State came together on this loan wage assistance program. I, I really am. And I think it's okay... To say, but we not, we must not be dependent on all of this unemployment, all of this $1,200 a month. I think it's okay to say that too. That these benefits should be temporary and that we get back to work, get going again here in New York. And that includes, once again, Mayor de Blasio giving the city residents their keys back to opening their business. And speaking of Mayor de Blasio, he announced yesterday... That today, people, the first 1,000 today who get a COVID test through New York City Health Plus hospitals um, will be getting free Yankee merchandise. And that's pretty cool. So basically, if you... uh, Let me pull it up so I get it correct. Basically, if you go to a New York City Health Plus hospital today and get a COVID test, you will get some free Yankee merchandise just for taking the test. And again, this is another example Of NYY for New York. Hashtag NYY for New York. Because. I don't know. I think I told you about this. How Aaron Boone would be. At the. Uh, you know on Zoom calls. With literal fans by the way. Talking to them. Personally. Hey how you doing through this. How's your family. Do you have any baseball memories? And he would be talking to anybody. And so throughout this whole thing, the Yankees really have been in this community, NYY for NY, living out that hashtag. And for the thousands of people that get a COVID test at any New York City Health Plus hospital, that NYY for NY spirit will grace them 
with some Yankee merchandise. Now, do I wish the team was full strength? Absolutely. Since we uh, last talked sports, you've got Zach Britton. You now have um, Glaber Torres. And uh, on Friday, they also put James Paxton on the injured list. I'm not sure what's going on with that, by the way. But, you know, when, when you do things in the community, when you do good things, Things always work out. And so I, I'm thinking Judge will be back soon. DJ will be back soon. DJ LeMay, you stand, I don't know. Torres, they're saying out a few weeks. I, it's very strange, that one. And um, and also Paxton has some issues too. Uh, yeah, either one of them. It's not looking good. But NYY for NY. Yanks living out that hashtag every step of the way here. During this pandemic. And finally. I continue to read Dr. Christian Miller's. Book. um, The Character Gap. I'm going to have him on again. To discuss the latter part. But he, he mentioned Tale of Two Cities. The actual novel by Charles Dickens. And I don't want to make anybody snooze. Or or be tiring. Or make you tired listening to this. But. We often talk about Tale of Two Cities here in New York City. Well, what's the original idea of that? Why do we talk about it? Why is it more than just literally a visual of one part of town that's boarded up and one part of town that's outdoor dining? Why does that slogan, why does that sound resonate for us and the whole it was the best of times it was the worst of times as Dickens would write what's behind all that so I'm going to attempt to read almost every day something from that book I got on Apple Books from Tale of Two Cities come back to you and kind of say hey you know I know I've been talking about Tale of Two Cities a lot I know that term comes out a lot when talking about New York, I mean the mayor himself said he wanted a tale of two. He wanted to fix the tale of two cities and all that. Boy, did he create one, right? Anyway, I want to delve, delve deeper on that and let you know. As more police reports of shootings are happening in New York, and let you know, yeah. This is what Dickens is warning us, and we must not go to become the tale of two cities. And we must not try and do things that will actually deepen the crisis and make us even more a two-city city, if that makes sense. So I'll give you a post on that. Alex G in NYC is my Twitter. Alex G in NYC is my Twitter. And... um. Look, we'll, we'll talk to you soon, all right? Alex Garrett Podcasting, signing off. Alex.G-A-R-R-E-T-T-21 is my email. And no, Joe Biden. This is about protecting neighborhoods, protecting people, everybody across the board. So the only guy that actually put in a bill to actually defund the police is Donald Trump. And if you look further, you see that actually President Trump has a DOJ running toward the problems, not defunding them.
Have a great day, everybody.